All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird and Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And welcome once again to Invest Wisely with Walt Sukera, managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron. We're going to talk this half hour about investing in individual stocks as uh, he does for his clients every single day in custom-made portfolios designed just for that client's needs. If you have any questions during the half hour, you can call Walt right now at 330-673-1234 and listening on WNR.com outside of Akron. We have a toll-free number you can use, 800 800- Six six nine four one hundred. Walt, uh, while August uh, closed as we uh, first losing month since uh, February in the market, September opened up with a bit of a more optimistic glow to it. Yeah, it really did, Bob. We had a fairly strong uh, week uh, for the stock market last week. Um, we we saw really these large cap, mega cap stocks uh, took charge again. We uh, saw uh, short term rates, the two year notes fall a little bit. Um, 17 basis points back to a 4.88% yield. Uh, the economic calendar was uh, interesting during the week, again, uh, kind of supporting that soft landing. Uh, one big move we did see last week was in oil prices. Uh, the West, West Texas uh, crude uh, jumped. Uh, we, we got up to 85, 55 a barrel. So, again, some pressure uh, coming back into the economy a little, little bit from oil prices, which obviously will affect the gas pump as well. And, and we got, you know, some late uh, earnings reports coming in from some tech companies and some retailers. So overall, it was, a, you know, a week filled with a lot of data, a lot of information to look at. Uh, for the week, as we said, the market moved forward. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 490 points for the week. That's a 1.4% gain. And year-to-date, we're sitting at 5.1%. Uh, the broader index, the S&P 500 index, was up 2.5% for the week, up 110 points. And year-to-date, we're at 17.6% on that S&P 500 index. Uh, the NASDAQ composite continues to power forward. Uh, another big week for the NASDAQ, up 3.2%, 441-point advance. Year-to-date, we're at 34.1%, Bob, and that's that's just a, a big, big return any way you look at it. And then the uh, Russell 2000, uh, the small mid-cap stocks had a good week, up 3.6%, and year-to-date we're up 9.1 on that index. So, again, it's been a really good recovery year. Uh, you know, a lot of data to look at as we, uh, you know, prepare to close out the 2023 and move to 2024. That's kind of where our, our eyes are kind of glued at the current time. Now, people have been talking all year long about a hard landing for the economy because of the interest rate increases from the Fed. Well, right now, that data doesn't seem to support that we're going to have any kind of hard landing at all. In fact, this week's data is rather rather comforting. What, is the, what do the figures say? 
Yeah, well, it's interesting, Bob. You know, you're right. Everybody, you go back, uh, you know, a year, year and a half ago, and everybody was predicting a recession, recession, recession. And uh, that all seems to be kind of going by the wayside. And it's really dependent on the data. You know, as we're looking at this data, uh, the economy continues to show some strength in certain areas. Um, the job market continues to be very strong. Um, last week, consumer confidence uh I came in again, supporting you know uh, the, the economy. We we saw the jobs report um, be revised down a little bit, which shows there is a little bit of weakness in jobs out there now. Um, the GDP was kind of revised a little bit uh, for the week. The unemployment rates at three point eight percent. So when we look through all this economic data and all the reports coming out, what we're seeing is nothing too great. Um, it's not it's not like hey, you know, the economy is really on fire, but it's also not bad. Um, so it's kind of just right. You're not too warm, not too cold, uh, just just kind of just right. And it's supporting, uh, you know, this continued advance in the market. And I think uh, overall people are feeling pretty good about where we're heading as we go into 2024. Now, there are a lot of interest in bonds because of the increase of interest rates, and they seem to be attractive at this point. But the last year was one of the worst years for those with balanced portfolios between stocks and bonds. So some investors and advisors are saying the old traditional 60-40 portfolio uh, should be reallocated. Yeah, those allocation strategies, Bob, you know, we, we uh, look at that division between stocks and bonds. We know that, you know, as people age, you, you want to get some money over into the more conservative type of investments just for stability, uh, the ability to bring money into the portfolio to meet living expenses and you know, to, to reduce a little bit of the volatility, it's harder uh, when people get into retirement or in their later life to see big swings in their portfolio values. But as you mentioned, in 2022, um, you know, this is a really rough year, no matter where you're at, stocks or bonds, they all went down. Uh, so this kind of this traditional thought process of that 60-40 portfolio, which a lot of people talk about in our industry, um, you know, just had a had a terrible year. Um, but again, it, it, it's setting itself up, I think, for some recovery. Uh, bonds do look attractive here. You know, with, if you look at the yield curve, uh, you got to be manage that duration a little bit. Make sure you're not going out too long on the yield curve. But I, I think there's reasons to believe that over the next few years, uh, you know, that the bonds will perform, and that 64 allocation uh, might make some sense. And we're looking at bringing some fixed income allocation into a portfolio here. So uh, with the run-up in stocks, the recovery, not a bad time to reposition a little bit. Make sure you have uh, the right balance in your portfolio. So something we're doing with investors all the time, uh, looking at those allocation strategies, making sure that they're, they're where they need to be as we think out of the next few years. Once again, we're talking to Walt Sukira on Invest Wisely. He's the managing partner of Akron's AKW Group, talking about investing in individual stocks. Time to talk about the trends and insights section of the program. Walt spends a lot of time every single week looking at all kinds of factoids that come across his desk, and some of them might have an impact eventually on, on your investments. Uh, Russia. There are no precise numbers on how many Russians are leaving their country because of the war in Ukraine, but the numbers certainly have appeared to increase since they invaded that country in February of last year. Yeah, some pretty big numbers. And again, this is something that, you know, has kind of fallen a little bit to the back, but, you know, burner, this, this war that's going on over there, but it has impacted Russia, the economy over there quite significantly and, and the citizenship, you know, we're seeing, uh, reports, uh, I think the EU reported, uh, the number of citizens, uh, applying for asylum, trying to get out of the country, uh, was estimated at over 600,000. Uh, the U.K. Ministry of Defense put the number closer to 1.3 million. 
so, you know, no matter what it is, you're seeing a big outflow uh, and also an intellectual outflow of capital there. You know, a lot of uh, economists, scientists, um, uh, physicians, mathematicians, uh, biologists, um, you know, fleeing the country, you know, trying to uh, to, to get out, not really supporting uh, the war that's going on there. And uh, it'll be interesting to see the long-term impacts in that region, uh, Russia, and, you know, how how that economy may really, really struggle for a long, long time, no matter what the outcome of the war is. Uh, another interesting factoid, we've been talking on the news about the, the experiment with driverless cars, uh, robo-taxis in San Francisco. Uh, well, some people out there think they do more harm than good, and as private citizens are trying to immobilize these robo-taxis using traffic cones. Yeah, they put the cones out and it stops the taxis. I guess they these vigilantes in San Francisco call themselves the Safe Street Rebels. Um, battling against some technology out there. So, you know, uh, Google's Waymo, GM's Cruise, you know, a lot of these tests that are going on in these uh, these locations, you know, some citizens are fighting back. and They don't really like them. So it'll be interesting to see. This is a technology that has a lot of uh, long-term significance. And, uh, you know, if you listen to Mar- Maria Barra of uh, GM, the CEO there, talk, she talks about autonomous driving. Um, being a big, big driver for the company long term, I, I think it'll be an interesting trend to watch, and you know how people uh, accept that that uh, technology as it comes more, uh, you know, mainstream. Now, another interesting area of uh, of uh, gun control or lack of Louisiana is uh, going to suspend sales tax on local sales of guns starting on September first, running to September third, dubbing it the Second Amendment sales tax holiday. So it just uh, uh, basically gets closed down later on uh, today. Uh, you know, as that as this comes about, is a time when we see a lot of increases in in uh, mass shootings and a lot of concerns about the the amount of power weapons out there. What, what does this mean, though, for the industry as far as the gun manufacturers and gun investments are concerned? Well, it shows that there's still areas of the country that support, you know, gun ownership. And, uh, you know, again, here in Ohio, we have the tax holiday for go back to school, you know, time. Uh, you know, we said we have the uh, the suspension of sales tax there. But to do it for gun sales uh, right before hunting season, uh, pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, and again, it just shows a, a division in this country, you know, depending on where you live and uh, what your political, you know, uh, beliefs are, at, you know, really, really is a very, very big division out there and uh, interesting to watch. But uh, definitely we see some in- increased sales there, an estimate of about a 50, 53.1% of adults in Louisiana have licensed guns. Uh, that's the 13th highest state level and uh, you know, doing this tax holiday. Very interesting. Now, maybe no surprise after what people have seen in uh, Florida this last week or so, but forecasters at the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's Climate Prediction Center say that they have raised their predictions for this uh, year to a higher-than-normal level of activity of hurricanes. Yeah, so we got warmer uh, Atlantic sea surface temperatures and some atmospheric conditions where they're basically saying, hey, they're, they're raising the amount. They're thinking that the six-month season through November uh, has a 70% chance of producing 14 to 21 named storms. Uh, and that's, that's a little bit of an increase over last year, so it'll be really interesting to watch the impact. Uh, we just obviously had the hurricane uh, sweep through Florida there again. It'll be interesting to watch the hurricane season, how it impacts uh, you know the economies of some of those states. 
Already, the uh, disasters we've had across America in the last year or so have increased the premiums on home insurance. The average annual premium now for a home worth $250,000 is up 20% from last year and uh, seems to be going higher. Yeah, we see this across the board, Bob. I think we've talked a few times in this section of the trends, just the increase in insurance costs, uh, no matter what you're trying to insure out there, any type of property, uh, those costs are going up, and uh, it's impacting uh, you know, pocketbooks of, of uh, you know, consumers out there. But it also, you know, makes you want to look at some of these insurance companies and say, you know, who's who's the leader in these different lines of insurance? And are there some good investment opportunities? I mean, insurance is something that people tend to ante up and pay the increases because of the value of the properties that they have. So um, a little bit of a built-in uh, price increase they can get here. So it'll be interesting to see how this trend continues. But we're definitely looking through the insurance stocks, trying to find some winners there. And uh, there, there are some out there to look at. Now, air travel, of course, very busy summer since uh, the pandemic has eased off. Uh, but uh, flight delays continue to, to tick up. Uh, they're a little bit more increased this past summer, even though the people flying uh, airplanes have increased dramatically. There still is a concern about a delayed flight. By the way, a delayed flight is uh, one who misses its scheduled arrival by 15 minutes or more. Yeah, it's interesting to look at the airlines, too. This uh, this report that I read shows Delta Airlines is the most punctual airline right now, but 20% of their flights are delayed. Uh, Alaskan Air came in next with about a 21% delay. Uh, American Airlines around 25%. United Southwest about 26%. And the worst performers, Bob, uh, Frontier Group and JetBlue, Spirit, uh, they're they're all near those 30s, 32s, uh, you know, percent. Uh, seems like flying is just harder. And, uh, you know, anybody that's flying, I'm hearing a lot of complaints and delays and cancellations. And it just seems like uh, the appetite is there, but the execution isn't isn't as good as what we've seen in past years. So it'll be interesting to see if the airlines can, uh, yeah, can solve some of these problems. Well, time to shift over now to Stock Talk, where you can give us a call here and talk to Walt Secure of the AKW Group, ask him questions about particular stocks that you might be interested in. Give us a call, 330-673-1234, and uh, get online and talk to Walt about specific issues that he either want to buy, sell, hold, or just to kind of curious about. So last week, Lululemon, a long-term holding in your women's leadership portfolio, reported some pretty strong results bucking the general negative trend from other stores like Dick's Sporting Goods, Foot Locker, and Nike. Yeah, it's really uh, it's awesome to see the performance of Lululemon Athletica. Uh, again, you know, this is a company that kind of got it started with those high-end yoga pants, but they've extended the offering through a lot of different leisure uh, type of sport, you know, sportswear. Um, they have a men's clothing line now, and, and they're also really pushing overseas. Um, they, they had some incredible growth over in China, which is a big part of their, their growth strategy. It accounts for about 10% of their sales currently. But the growth over in China was 61%, Bob. So a lot of uh, Chinese uh, consumers over there finding the Lululemon Athletica uh, yeah, offering very, very you know interesting and uh, demand there that's coming online. But uh, you look at the quarter, they did $2.2 billion over $1.8 billion. That's an 18% revenue increase for the quarter. And 22% uh, earnings growth, two, 268 a share versus 220 uh, for the last three months compared to the three months uh, last year. So a lot of really strong growth. Uh, analyst expectations are good for the next couple of years. And uh, this is a company we like. You know, we, we've liked it for a long time and uh, continue to be a, a core holding in that uh, 
women's empowerment uh, portfolio. Last week, business software firms Salesforce and MongoDB released their results, and uh, those were on the positive side. They were, Bob. It was good to see. Um, you know, Salesforce uh, was struggling there for a couple quarters, but, uh, of course, they make the, the database uh, software system that helps uh, really a lot of uh, large businesses out there manage their customer relationships and their sales uh, areas. Uh, they, they had a really nice quarter up 11% revenue, uh, did $8.6 billion over $7.7 billion, a 78% profit increase. And uh, the stocks responded well. And, you know, you look out over the next year or two and you see some continued growth coming in from Salesforce. And, uh, you know, again, trying to leverage their AI uh, offerings as well as every technology company now is talking about them. But uh, very interesting uh, company and, and one that's showing some super strength here, which, you know, we're taking a look at. And uh, cybersecurity stocks also reported strong results like CrowdStrike, Okta and Sentinel One reported last week. Yeah, I mean, again, Bob, this is a trend we, we really believe in. Uh, some of our uh, Fortinet and Zscaler are ones that we, we were favoring. Uh, but cybersecurity, you know, I think uh, is just so, so important, the protection of the systems and data. Uh, you know, we talk about all the threats that are coming online, you know, with, with uh, technology. And these cybersecurity stocks are, I think, in, in a very, very good position over the next you know, five to ten years, if you think out, especially if you start thinking about AI and you know how maybe uh, with artificial intelligence, cybersecurity will even become more and more important. Um, so we really like these companies. CrowdStrike Strike had a great quarter, up thirty-seven percent in revenue, uh, seven thirty seven hundred thirty-one million over five thirty-five, and then a hundred and six percent profit increase. Uh, we saw all the cybersecurity stocks jump up last week, and again, an, an area we continue to like uh, for the long run. And, of course, Tesla unveiled its upgraded Model 3 automobile, also announcing more big price cuts. That particular car is now on sale in China. Prices starting in the U.S. dollars about 35000 or so. That is 12% more than the old version, but Chinese electric vehicle sales are very strong. They really are. Um, and we were seeing a lot of demand out of China and other parts of the world for electric vehicles. We see it here, you know, a nice uh, nice growth going on Uh Tesla reworked aerodynamics, uh, you know, in this vehicle. And as you said, they continue to be a price leader, you know, cutting prices. They also slashed U.S. prices on their Model S, X, S and Model X. Uh, the base on the X now is 79900 and uh, it's eligible for the full tax credit, the $7,500 tax credit. So, again, a lot, lot of uh, good things being done here by Tesla. They're, they're kind of in a point where the stock's falling a little bit, but, they continue to show the price leadership and, you know, the, the growth of electric vehicles is still there and they're, they're still a leader in this area, Bob. So uh, we continue to like Tesla as we look forward over the next few years. Let's take some calls now for Walt Secure of the AKW Group at 330-673-1234. Good morning. You're on WNIR. Uh, konnichiwa. Hey, konnichiwa, Ken. How are, you? How are you this week? Wonderful weekend. Wonderful weekend. Yeah, for sure. Hey, uh, on a purely speculative uh Vane, uh, Tilray, uh, the cannabis, a lot of people are taking these uh, gummies to sleep. And uh, is there any, uh, I know you wouldn't put your people uh, in that, this, but purely on a speculative uh, nature, what, what do you, have you ever followed any of these? 
Um, we follow we follow them as a company. Baird, you know, takes the position that we don't, you know, we don't recommend them. We 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 will execute trades for clients if they're interested. Um, uh, you know, it's a, it's an interesting industry. Um, again, from our end, we, we <laughs> the company line is, you know, we we just can't comment on these stocks. Again. Uh huh. Okay. Real good. Well, have a good weekend. Thank you. Yeah, you too. Three three zero six seven three one two three four on Stock Talk to talk to AKW Group's Walt Secure, who's a managing partner. Uh, that's for Aaron Akron, as you mentioned. He's also affiliated with the Robert W. Barrett Organization worldwide. Looking back at results again, they were reported last week. Dell has a really bounced back, crushing estimates for its fiscal second quarter. A very bullish outlook for the current period, and Dell executives are citing AI as the tailwind that's going to push them into profitability even more. Yeah, and, and Dell is a company a lot of people forgot about, but again, uh, you know, computers are still needed out there. They still are a leader. Um, uh, $22.9 billion of revenue sales uh, surprised Wall Street a little bit. Again, those, those numbers are down from the year prior, but uh, better than expected and a little bit of a profit growth. So uh, Yule Packard also reported, and they matched expectations for the third quarter. So it seems PC sales it still happen out there, Bob. It's not as big a growth industry as it was in the past, but uh, there's always a replacement cycle and a need for new PCs. And, uh, you know, there's there's uh, still some opportunity out there with a few of these stocks if, if you time them right. So we're, we're, we're keeping on the radar. Um, you know, Dell might have had the, the recovery that you're going to expect from it for, for a while, but uh, still a stock that comes up on the radar here and there. Now, chip makers Broadcom and Ambarilla had their quarterly estimates invested, but uh, they weren't looking forward to the future as brightly as some would hope. Yeah, it made a few comments that, uh, you know, kind of tempered the, the growth expectations a little bit, but, uh, you know, Broadcom's been on a roll. I mean, the stock, uh, you know, you go back to the beginning of the year, I think we were at four four eighty nine. Uh, we're at 872 a share, Bob, um, uh, so it's it's powered up, and you know I think all the the good things that uh, people look forward in the stock, a lot of that's incorporated into the stock price here. But uh, still a very very strong, uh, you know, chip maker, uh, electronic semiconductor fabricator, and I mean, uh, they they work uh, in the telecom, industrial, automotive markets. Uh, that definitely is a stock that's always on our radar. Uh, growth slowed a little bit. The sales were up five percent. Uh, they did uh, eight point eight billion over eight point four billion, and earnings were up about eight uh, percent. They did, you know, good good results. But again, uh, you got to got to watch the the valuations on a lot of these companies, and you know, do they really have the uh, the financial power going forward to justify the valuations that they, they're currently trading at? So uh, we probably uh, probably temper our expectations on Broadcom a little bit here. Now, retail discounters, a mixed bag. Ollie's Bargain Outlet hit a new high on Thursday. They topped their expectations. Big lots beat the views, but their report actually showed falling sales and bigger losses. However, Dollar General and uh, Five Below are continuing to fall on their weak outlooks. So it's kind of a, a, a six of one half dozen to the other when it comes to these large discount outlets. Yeah, and again, Bob, we said there's going to be winners and losers. Um, Ollie uh, Bargain Outlet right now seems to be a winner. Their their strategy and their execution is is better than a lot of other these discounters out there. And as you said, you know, Dollar General, Big Lots, um, Five Below, uh, all struggled a little bit with the reports. But Ollie's uh, up 14% in revenue, up 205% in profits. 
uh, executing at a very high level, driving traffic, uh, getting people in the stores, spending the money. And at the end of the day, that's what retailers have to do. So it seems like Ollie's right now has momentum in, these, in this discounter space. I just read yesterday that Dollar General has the most retail stores of any any chain or retail outlet in the country. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Yeah, 19,147 stores in 47 states. Um, and they're going to open about another 1,050 stores. Uh, and again, they, they operate right in the communities where you live. It's easy to get to them when you run out of things like toothpaste or toilet paper or, you know, something that you need. It's uh, And they keep the hours, uh, make it easy for people to, to run down and, and make those purchases. So uh, executing well, but again, profits, uh, re- revenues have been good, but the profits the last few quarters have, have come off a little bit, Bob. More traditional retailer like Best Buy, they beat the Wall Street targets for the second quarter. But again, they too say the rest of the year may not be quite as bright. Yeah, and again, a lot of these expectations have been ratcheted down. They they came in a little better than Wall, Wall Street was expecting. Uh, uh, but at the same time, we're seeing struggles here. You know, this company is doing a lot less in revenue, a lot less in profits uh, than they were a few years ago. Uh, 2021 was a big year for them, and they, they kind of dropped off, uh, you know, the last few years. So it, it'll be interesting to see the, the competition and the, the online competition that a lot of these stores are facing now. So. Uh, Best Buy, you know, continues to be a leader in the, in the uh, personal electronic, consumer electronics space, but uh, challenges are definitely out there and competition is heavy. And again, if you're enjoying listening to hear Walt Secura talk about specific stocks like this and businesses, if you'd like to also engage with them on an individual basis, uh, they welcome your calls anytime during the week. Absolutely. Yeah, Kevin and myself, Alice and Abby, we're all there to help. Uh, Kevin does a great job, you know, supporting people out there, getting research out the door. And, uh, you know, Barry has a lot of great research to share. So don't don't hesitate to give us a call if we can help you a little bit. We're always looking for uh, stock investors out there that uh, want to learn a little bit more and uh, willing to help in any way we can. And, of course, to also emphasize the fact that the uh, Walt Securities AKW Group does a lot more than just picking stocks. They're a full-service wealth management group. Of course, they work with Robert W. Baird. They have all kinds of uh, capabilities and intelligence to pick from. So if you have any kind of a question about about finance or money, uh, they can give uh, you, Walt, a call or anybody at your office there in Akron and uh, have some help in that regard. Absolutely, yeah. We focus the show a lot on you know our private portfolio management process and the individual stock portfolios we, we run, which gives us a little bit of a unique uh, value proposition out there. There's a lot of financial advisors that don't manage their own money. We, we manage all the money for our clients. We make every decision. But as you said, Bob, there's so much more that we do, and Robert W. Barrett has incredible resources, intellectual capital. If you have a question about money, give us a call. We, we probably can help you out or at least get you to an answer. Uh, we also have an outstanding uh, network of professionals in the area, you know, accountants, attorneys, people that we work with that we respect a lot. I've been doing this for a long time, you know, a lot of good people, and you know, we can definitely point you the right direction if, if we can't uh, give you the advice or the answers that you need. So uh, we, we solve problems, and, uh, you know, it's all about communication. It all starts with a conversation. Give us a call. Uh, we're always there to help. Again, the number is 234-466-7476 here in Akron for the AKW Group, Walt Securus team, 234-466-7476. Coming up into this month on Wednesday, September 27th, another public event from the AKW Group, their AKW Group Investment Strategy Update. 
It's going to be Wednesday, September 27th at the Sheraton Suites in Cuyahoga Falls, running from 1 to 2 in the afternoon. Well, tell us some more about that. Yeah, come join us. We're, we're excited about this presentation. We're going to be talking about what's happened um, as we've gone through this year, looking back even a little bit further, and, and then looking forward, talking about strategy and tactics and what, what people should be doing as we head to 2024. Investments is always looking out that front window and thinking about where we're going, and uh, we're excited to share a lot of information and, and strategy that might help you out. So come join us. Uh, we, we're gathering in the ballroom about 1230. Uh, presentation will start about 105. I'll try to keep it brief and about 30, 40 minutes. Uh, take some questions and answers, and we'll hang out for a while after the presentation if anybody wants to stick around. So uh, give Allison or Abby a call at the office and make sure you get your spot. We, we'd love to see you there at the Sheridan Suites in Tiger Falls on the 27th of September. Now, there's no cost for this event, so just call for reservation at the AKW Group, 234-466-7476, 234-466-7476. And, of course, as always, tell them you heard about it, UNWNIR, Kent Akron. Well, Walt, we're entering into the fall season, at least not maybe not to, on the calendar, but at least as far as the world is concerned. Uh, Labor Day is going to be tomorrow. What do you see for the foreshortened Labor Day holiday week? Well, Bob, we got a lot of data to still pay attention to, and, uh, you know, we'll get ready for the Browns opener next Sunday. I think when we're talking, there'll probably be a lot of excitement over the new football season. So uh, we'll, we'll see, talk to you next Sunday. Again, have a great holiday, Walt. I'm Mr. Sunday, Bob Lewis. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Umbrella Inc., symbol AMBA. American Airlines Group, symbol AAL. Alaska Air Group, symbol ALK. Best Buy, symbol BBY. Big Lots, Inc., symbol BIG. Google, parent alphabet, symbol G-O-O-G-L. Broadcom, Inc., symbol A-V-G-O. CrowdStrike Holdings, Inc., symbol C-R-W-D. Dell, Inc., symbol D-E-L-L. Delta Airlines, symbol D-A-L. Dick Sporting Goods, Inc., symbol D-K-S. Dollar General Corporation, symbol D-G. Five Below, symbol F-I-B-E. Foot Locker, Inc., symbol F-L. Fortnet, Inc., symbol F-T-N-T. Frontier Group Holdings, symbol U-L-C-C. General Motors, symbol G-M. Hewlett Packard Enterprises, symbol H-P-E. JetBlue's Airways, symbol J-B-L-U. Lululemon Athletica, symbol L-U-L-U. MongoDB, Inc., symbol M-D-B. Nike, Inc., symbol N-K-E. Okada Inc., symbol OKTA. Always Bargain, symbol OLLI. Salesforce.com Inc., symbol CRM. Sentinel One, symbol S. Spirit Airlines Inc., symbol SAVE. Southwest Airlines Company, symbol LUV. Tesla Inc., symbol TSLA. Tilray Brands Inc., symbol TLRY. United Continental Holdings, symbol UAL. And Zscaler Inc., symbol ZS. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. Also, please note that Robert W. Baird Incorporated and or its affiliates have been compensated by American Airlines Group, Delta Airlines Incorporated, and United Continental Holdings for non-investment banking securities related services in the past 12 months.